is, what the fuck were you thinking about here? Just been revoked. All right, hello, welcome again to Waxing the Porpoise. Uh, this was ep- episode 17, uh, where we're covering the disappearance and reappearance of two gentlemen named Danny Philippitis and Stephen Kubaki. Uh, you're joined this evening by myself, Jim G Baby, and as usual, the usual suspect, Steve. How you doing, friend? Sup, G. <laughs> Good man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I feel like we've done this once before. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we're we're here talking about changing it up a little bit, going back to a, an unexplained, high strangeness uh, kind of case instead of a movie. Um, but before we do, uh, I wanted to get into right away tackle uh, a few housekeeping notes, one of which is... Welcome to the Colloquial Corner. The Colloquial Corner. So this one is not really a turn of phrase or an idiom, but, uh, or saying, but this is one we just, uh, last week we had dinner at the local noodles and co. Are you familiar with noodles and co? Yes. Never. I've never had the pleasure, but I've seen the sign. It's actually super bomb. Like really, really good. If you're in a pinch, and you want to try something new. Like the helpings are grade a, it's not too pricey for how much you get. It's, you're for sure having leftovers, but what kind of food do they have? It's like, so here's a joke. Um, (laughs) (laughs) uh, like weird, like noodles, Thai bowls. They, they have like, obviously Italian, like you can get a whole like Italian family platter and they have like penne with this like spicy, uh, red sauce, uh, pesto. They got a bunch of shit. And then, but then they have like beef stroganoff. They have like, big veggie bowls, salads and stuff. So, um, but one thing that I saw on the menu that (laughs) that I really got a kick out of was, you know, like how they, the, the rage is to do like the veggie, like, uh, like spiral noodles. So zoodles. Yeah. So they call them zoodles there. And then (laughs) I guess they added one with cauliflower. So there's this big heading that says zoodles and cauliflowdles. (laughs) and i almost died and then i was like god that's so fucking dumb like how could you as a grown man like yes all of the uh the number eight and they're like oh you mean the the call yes the call of floodles i'll have that like (laughs) that one really some smart ass in their marketing department (laughs) is so happy with themselves yeah that one really got me going thought it might trigger you but um hopefully it was like some smart ass who didn't like the topic of how how can we combine and like what's a fun little way we could call noodles from cauliflower like i don't know it's 455 on a friday just call them 
call of floodles or whatever the fuck you said. <laughs> zoodles and call of floodles. I mean, I can't really knock it. I've tried the zoodles. I finished like my wife's plate that she didn't finish, and they were they were pretty bomb. So, anywho, shout out to use your, uh, use your I, noodle. Yeah, shout out to Noodles and Co. We're open for a sponsorship. Their beef stroganoff is bomba. <laughs> beef stroganoff. Have, yeah, too bad we didn't have Dick on for that segment. Um, I'm getting a little loose with the language. <laughs> Um, okay, so yeah, that's it. That's our, our brief colloquial corner for this week. Um, so uh, getting right into our main topic of these two disappeared folks. 50,000 no get elephant in bed. 50,000 get you Botat. Botat! We'll talk about Philippitis first because that, that one's a little bit more clear cut and Whereas the Stephen Kobaki one is is a lot weirder and, and there's a lot of more a lot more layers there. So, and this is probably my favorite part about this guy. His name he's I'm assuming he's Greek. Uh, he's a Canadian firefighter from Toronto. His name is Konstantinos Danny Philippides. He disappeared on the 7th of February 2018. Uh, he like I said he's a firefighter. So him and some off-duty and alumni from their fire department that go on a yearly ski trip to Whiteface Mountain in Wilmington, New York, upstate New York. He was, a, or he is a married father of two. Uh, he was considered to be uh, an intermediate skier, so he wasn't just some, you know, he wasn't just sticking to the bunny slopes. He knew his way around the mountain. So, Late afternoon that day, he went, he, he told his guys, like, hey, I want to go get my camera out of my car, and I want to go up one last run uh, before, you know, everyone else, they had planned on meeting up at the lodge. So, like, oh, okay, cool. That wasn't anything out of character uh, for him. And then, um, so he goes back up on his run, and about an hour and a half later, around 4 p.m., he's still not back. The ski lifts all start closing for the day, and... Uh, Mr. Philippitis is nowhere to be found. So his friends acted pretty quickly. Uh, they only waited about 30 minutes um, knowing, you know, something's, this is definitely out of character uh, that he's not here. And so uh, search efforts began almost immediately. So what ended up happening, just like in a nutshell, he was found six days later, over 2,000 miles away, in Sacramento, California, he was found alone, still wearing his snow pants, jacket, and his goggles and ski helmet when police officers responded to his call from just outside uh, California's capital, Sacramento. Um, it, it still remains a mystery. There's there's a lot of gaps uh, in, in his time uh, in those six days. The president of the Toronto Professional Firefighters Association, Frank Ramagnano uh, added in his interview that Philippita seemed confused and clearly needed medical help. American Can you imagine if, if they were um, if they were just like trying to fill out his paperwork and he's like, oh yeah, my name is Danny Philippides or whatever. And they're like, okay, well, um, is that your is that your legal name or is that short for Daniel or do you go by Dan? He's like, well, no, it's short for uh, Constantine or Constantino. I'm like, oh god, this guy is fucked in the head. <laughs> That reminds me, I don't know if you've heard of Nate Bargatz, but he has a funny yeah. yep. story. Yeah, I was about, just thinking that. 
Yeah, because he goes by Nate. Because he's like my my yeah. Well, I thought he said like my his his real his legal name is Nathan. Nathan. No, his legal he goes real name Nate. is Nathan is Nathaniel, but his Nathaniel. driver's license said Nathan, but he goes by Nate. And the guy at the airport was like, "Ooh, that's gonna be a problem." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anybody that uh, doesn't know who he is, check out Nate Bargatz on YouTube. He's got a funny clip about his his incident with uh, trying to get on a plane. But yeah, I mean, that could have caused him issues too, like throughout his journey. But somehow he was still able to get a phone and pull out cash against his credit card and a bunch of other weird things. But um, anyway, just to tie this this uh, synopsis up, so uh, they were able to verify American authorities that um, they were in possession of his passport and it was unlikely he flew to California. Officials say that there were over 140 people who spent a combined 7,000 hours searching the rugged mountain terrain, calling in helicopters and search dogs to to assist. Um, so, yeah, what mild-mannered family man, 20 years, 28-year uh, veteran of the Toronto Fire Department, goes missing, and he turns up six days later all the way across the country uh, under really weird circumstances, and he can't explain how he got there he i think he only mentions briefly you know like he was he thought he was in like a big uh a big rig style truck and that he slept a lot uh, and then he was in sacramento and he was you know it took him a couple days to be able to remember his wife's phone number and then finally reach out and people were able to identify him and he was able to get home so i guess just leaning right into it what what do you make of all this what's your initial take I think the most logical explanation is he like slipped and fell in the parking lot, you know, ski resorts, parking lot, slippery, ice, snow, concrete. I think it's most likely that he slipped and fell, hit his head and experienced some kind of amnesia, but there's, it, it's unusual for sure because there's a retrograde amnesia, which is the loss of memory of events before a blow to the head, and then something they call anterograde amnesia, which is loss of memory of events after a blow to the head. Mm-hmm. And from what I read, 10% of cases of concussions have a, a certain period of amnesia, whether it's a few seconds or hours or up to 24 hours. It sounds like this guy's, because he turned up in Sacramento six days after he went missing, which is a very long time. Yeah. And I was, I was reading something that, a, I think it was a neurosurgeon or something said that to have a loss of memory or amnesia for that length of time is pretty unusual, but I mean, unusual doesn't mean impossible, you know, Right. but it is also possible that his amnesia was caused by something entirely different, like some sort of mental breakdown. Right. Uh, did you, did you read anything about that? Yeah. I still, I have trouble, like, I guess I can understand, you know, he slipped and fell and he hit something, he hit his head, or he ran into a fucking tree and doesn't remember, but, like, the whole, um, I guess I, I rode in a big rig style truck, and I kind of slept a lot, and then the next thing he knows he's in Utah, I mean, I don't know, I guess, but once he gets to Sacramento, he does a, a the, the series of events, it just seems really wild. And I mean, maybe I'm just not giving it enough credence like that he could have had just like some like some freak thing happened in his mind and just, yeah, he just couldn't put the pieces together. Like, so 
the first thing getting buying the iPhone is a little weird to me. There's a ton of things that he could have done in that situation. Like he could have asked someone to borrow their phone, which people don't really do anymore, but he could have, and he's an older dude. He's like 48, 49. Um, go into an establishment. Can I use your phone? Um, mm-hmm. try to flag down some like authority figure, a cop. He's a fireman, right. you know, thinking along those kind of lines. Um, but then he also, so he got, he got an iPhone. He also got a haircut before mm-hmm. he was yeah. like found and discovered officially. He got, and then he pulled out thousand, he had a thousand dollars cash on him, which it just seems strange. Like, how do you know your pin number? And it's a credit card. So I know pulling money against a credit card is weird too. And he's Canadian. Like, would all that shit like work perfectly? Like, how did he get this thousand dollars? There's a lot of questions I have. Like, that just seems really weird. Um, I did hear about you know like the whatever what was the term anterior amnesia or, and and like the different kind of grades, and they all didn't seem to really stick out like as being like oh yeah it must have been this like this seems like it had to have been like an extremely specific set of things for him to have that had to have happened for him to have like this level of amnesia let's just call it or like you know can't can't remember these big chunks and then also too like the the truck driver like was this Mm -hmm. just one trucker i mean i know people do like long haul like but that seems weird like upstate new york he happened to catch one trucker that had a specific line that went through and terminated in Sacramento, California with multiple truckers, which I mean, I tend to believe, but wouldn't, wouldn't they like think to like call someone like, Hey, this guy's been like asleep and like, or he's, he doesn't know anything about himself and like, doesn't know like who to call. I feel like one of the truckers would have thought at like one of the like dozens of pit stops between New York and California that they maybe would have thought to like reach out or just be like, Hey, I picked up this dude. He's missing. We're headed here. Um, mm-hmm. Just heads up. Maybe we'll, I'll check back with you when we hit Utah or Nevada or something, you know, like that. It really, it's, it seems like super weird to me like that from, wouldn't it be, wouldn't it be crazy if, cause I was kind of thinking the same thing too. Like you, they're going to be in the, in the car together for, dozens of hours you know like 40 50 60 hours or however long it takes you to drive cross country i think it was something You'd like be- 48 or 53 hours if you went non-stop is, is yeah. how long it would be but so you would think that there'd be some small talk and wouldn't it be so crazy to think like even if he has no memory of the entire drive if he was just like sort of acting somewhat normal the entire time having small talk with the guy with whoever the driver was uh it's funny on a totally unrelated or i guess it's related but very different there was this uh mother and father who were the one of their sons tried to kill sorry this guy tried to kill his mom and dad for financial reasons whatever um he beat them both so bad and like hacked them up with like a hatchet and it was like a brutal brutal crime Mm -hmm. scene the mom ends up surviving uh, and before they take her to the hospital, she says, oh, it was my son or whatever. And then she goes into a coma forever. When she comes out, she's like, no, it's not my son, even though it was. And she told the paramedics when they arrived before she went under. It was the son for sure. But the dad, the dad was beaten so bad, but he was also still alive. 
But what happened was in the morning, in the morning, he's like all fucked up. He gets up like it's a normal day, goes to the kitchen, goes out front to get the paper, accidentally locks himself out, gets a spare key, opens the door, comes inside and like drops dead. But they, uh. they were saying they were saying that like because he was in the bathroom and they they sort of retraced his steps and he's in the bathroom and there's fucking blood everywhere from when he woke up in the morning and was walking around. And they were saying that the portion of his brain that was injured by the ax or whatever it was, it would have, it would have like shut down his uh, frontal cortex or whatever. So he could have been walking, basically the walking dead. Like he yeah, gets like up yeah. ba- barely alive. He could look at himself in the mirror and not even register like how fucked up he was. And then he just goes about doing his normal morning routine, like literally without even thinking about it. And then, Boom! Finally, just dies of blood loss, like at the at the front stairs. But yeah, it's it's cr- it's crazy what your brain can do, sort of on autopilot without you thinking about it, you know? Yeah. And I I saw something that said uh, another thing that can cause crazy amnesia is um you know like dissociative identity disorder or like different different sorts of mental issues can cause it. Yeah, that's that's a good one that you brought up, the DID. That's like the mm-hmm. uh, – I think that they used to have a show called, like, the United States of Terra uh, that our old pal Joe Mays used to love. Sounds <laughs> – Inex- Inexplicably, like this, like, this dude would be, like, the last dude on Earth that you would expect to be, like – like one of his favorite movies was the coal miner's daughter. (laughs) Like, man, love that fucking movie. Um, (laughs) yeah, he was telling me about that. I looked it up and it's like, yeah, like people, I think you've probably seen this somewhere on TV. It's like those people that have like five identities or seven or 12 and they can Mm -hmm. slip in and it seems believable. Like either it's just a huge cry for help and they're really good at, at doing that but it just seems so hard like they've compartmentalized like complete identities and like yeah and they when they get they slip into them they're completely unaware of any of the other ones that they carry including like the original that shit is weird because i mean i mean that's not just some like fly-by-night thing that that thing that's documented and like Mm -hmm. so who knows like if it's like this is like some weird like chimera of that like a little sprinkling of that maybe bump on the head some fuck like weird amnesia and like yeah who knows like the brain's like such a enigma you know like yeah and people do weird shit just in general too so it's hard to to rule anything out like like that um but there are some things too and people have pointed out like some of the like tv interviews this guy's given he kind of has like this weird like smug like troll like yeah i did something maybe and you don't know about it interesting i don't know that's just an impression i got i've seen some other people too say like yeah he has like a weird smirk like someone too they were like uh he's flashing that duping smile right at the beginning like he's getting away with something chris watts did the same thing while begging for his wife and child's safe return in front of tv cameras uh knowing full dude well that guy them. yeah fuck that guy. that guy is a sick fuck yeah you sick sack of swill um <laughs> but i don't know that i i got i get a weird vibe off the guy like so but he he was missing for such a short amount of time because the other guy we're going to talk about, I think there's a lot more room for 
speculation on on motive maybe but this yeah. guy it's like wh- what what did he have to gain like what was he trying to do you know it 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 seems more likely that it kind of is what it appears to be in my opinion what caused it who knows is there some underlying issue who knows but but the other guy i definitely just got like a weird like whiff of things might not be as yeah as simple as they seem yeah i agree I, I, for, and it was the reverse for me like to begin with like the the danny philippitis one it screamed like something crazy must be going on because you you hear you know new york like upstate new york all the way to sacramento california of all places two thousand miles in six days and there's no explanation like to me that one like jumped out when you really look at it yeah this one is more clear-cut i guess of the two but there still is some weird stuff going on about the the philippitis because like you said what does he have to gain i've heard some people speculate too that maybe he was thinking about you know maybe there was another woman and he was trying to do something weird to make it because he was a family man he had like two kids he had a wife Mm -hmm. this you know reputation um at the fire department all those close ties maybe he had to do something so weird and outlandish to like ghost himself you know like above and beyond like a normal person who just wants to like disappear i guess but i just keep coming back to the six days thing because there was a there was a famous case recently in the northern california area (laughs) do you remember hearing about this woman sherry papini vaguely it was it was kind of a big deal a couple years ago and it actually made national news because she was like a pretty lady so people gave a shit she went missing there was like a manhunt for her whatever uh, a few weeks later, she shows up, you know, a, a hundred miles or two hundred miles away, chained up, branded, her hair's cut. Oh yeah, and, yeah, I did hear about this. Yes. And she's like, "They let me go." And at the time, it's like, "Why would they let you go if they took you to be trafficked?" Yeah. Why would they? You know, they didn't ask for a ransom. They just decided to dump you anyway. Like two years later, they finally finished the investigation, and she had just absconded to go like reunite with an ex-boyfriend. And then after a few weeks, she was probably like, I, I really got to get back. Whether it was because she missed her, missed her husband, missed her kids, or like her profile had become so large. She was like, I'm not going to be able to get away with this for long. So I just need to Do figure a way out. Wild. So, yeah. That makes me look like the ultimate yeah. victim. And like, yeah. So if it, if it was like a regret thing, like, Oh shit, I didn't really think this through. I, I don't know. I just don't feel like six days would be long enough, but maybe not. Maybe something happened in that truck. Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, that's another possibility. It's like, what if he did bump his head and then, like, you know... A, a uh, trucker molested him. Well, not to go there, but maybe maybe that did happen, too. But maybe it was, like, an op- a crime of opportunity. You know, a trucker, like, saw this dude, like, picked him up and, like, kept him drugged, did some weird shit to him, maybe diddled him. Um or what if he was totally like conscious and decided to fake his own disappearance, started hitchhiking, and some trucker like bonks him over the head? <laughs> oh yeah, dude, that could have happened too. Just like some opportunistic like fucking freak and was like, yeah, I'm gonna make you my new gimp or something. Yeah. And then shit got sideways in Utah. I don't know. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of weird stuff there. But and the other thing too is like from what I could gather it, he didn't have any like major like depressive orders or like mood swings. He didn't have any like, you know, uh, seemingly like mental, uh, in, 
instability of any kind. And then post getting found, it's like he just started going back to work and just like fell into his old life. So when there, with there being nothing like on either end of that spectrum and like being someone with like responsibility, like a 20, 30 year fire vet of the fire department. Um, yeah, just, it seems like super stable on either end. And then this weird thing happens and it's like, you just throw up your hands cause there's no, we'll probably never know like what was going on there, but the whole the haircut thing too weirds me out too like why would you why would your brain tell you like oh i need a haircut before i try to figure out who i am where i am how i'm gonna get home like what am i like all these things running through your head maybe it was like his primitive brain like haircuts relax me like maybe i do that and like i can get back in the frame of thinking but so uh as we're kind of wrapping up this half of the story you haven't hit on the the word or phrase that I thought for sure was just going to jump out to you and tickle your fancy, which was uh, one of the things that was speculated about was that this guy had entered a fugue state. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought for sure that would just tickle your little autistic tuning fork. Yeah. Well, because yeah. one of the actually, one of the I... things associated with disassociative fugue states is it it usually involves traveling which is uh, an interesting through line it's not just like whoa where am i what am i doing it's like whoa who am i i need to move <laughs> yeah <You know? laughs> yeah that is a good turn of phrase i remember <laughs> just seeing fuguing it I like, out and it's like it's fugway what's a fugway <laughs> state yeah that one it, it, at, once i like dug into it i was like i don't want to say disappointed because it sucks when anyone like goes missing or like something fucked up happens to him but i thought this was gonna have a little more intrigue i mean it's still really interesting to think that at any time i mean because it's totally reasonable to think that he just like hit his head and it it jumbled him loose and he just went on the run like how crazy would that be just at any time you hit your head and yeah you just you just disconnect from reality and i mean thank god he didn't just like walk into the woods or something to just go die. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of, it reminds me of like blacking out from like alcohol and like, yeah. sometimes when people like discuss like, Oh yeah, you were doing this and you're talking to that person. Like I remember like the couple times that I have in my life, uh, I went on for like hours to like chat people up and operate like a normal human. And it was just, it's a weird feeling to know that but you have zero recollection of it. And like, yeah. it's like somebody else jumped into your body, like ghost style, you know? And like, yeah, it's, it's a weird so feeling. I think we should move over to the second story. Yes. But, but I will tease or preview uh, one of these episodes. We'll have to talk about. I had a, I had a brief bout with sleepwalking, which Ooh. was fucking weird. Um, it was just temporary, but, uh, we we can get more into that in a future episode because it it was super weird. But yeah, sleepwalking in general is super weird and it's like scary because you always hear like never wake them up. See see, see somebody sleepwalking, don't wake them <laughs> up. And I was like, I think it was my mom that tried to scare me. Like I was staying with some cousins and one of them would sleepwalk every now and again and she was like, don't ever wake them up, don't do it or they'll die. They'll die of fright. You know, like it was like. <laughs> Like something crazy can happen. Like, I don't know if she actually believed that or just didn't want me to like wake up. Cause my first thing would be like, Oh, Hey, it's everything's cool. You're right here. Like, Hey, wake up. 
Yeah. You know, I guess you you aren't supposed to do that. I know it can like uh it can fuck with somebody like it can send them into like shock. I don't know if it like I think it was an old wives tale like she was just trying to like pr- inhibit like that uh gut reaction to like want to wake someone up. Um Yeah. I can only imagine like being the sleepwalker and like in this like dream world and you're actually physically moving and then someone just jump cut like wakes you up and you like and you're up that would be pretty disorienting i'm sure but yeah or if you're if you're still out and you start fighting back violently but with no memory or consciousness Mm -hmm. of doing that like that's got to be scary too you wake up and you're just standing over like a bloody significant other like oh god yeah uh, you're what, in your nightmare and you think like the attacker is in your dream when it's someone trying yeah. to help you and you're just bludgeoning them like fuck that did you right, also let's... not to bear down too on too hard on this but did you also have uh night terrors associated with that no okay no all right any anywho uh steven kubaki yes is the second uh, person we're going to talk about and this one happened this is not as recent this is i think it's february 20th 1978 and geographically we're in the state of michigan um this app I've, I've seen this mentioned on like uh a missing 411 uh our old pal david polides has covered this i think he also covered philippitis too which is how i heard about it but um and then also uh, where Stephen Kubaki went missing also does fall into that Lake Michigan Triangle that we touched on mm. briefly in the corner. Does it though? I mean, it's. I think I'm pretty sure it's it's within that range. People it's close. Discussed it. It's close, it, but I think it's, it's outside. To, I think just by a scotch. I mean, I don't throw. That's that's all I'll say about the Lake Michigan Triangle. But maybe maybe the triangle's bigger than we thought. Could be. I mean, because it's not infinity. super far out. But yeah, I was looking at it on a map. Like, eh, it's technically it's outside, but maybe it's we've been drawing the lines wrong. Yeah. On your boss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So besides that, so uh, th- this dude was—he's um, actually originally from Massachusetts, and he was a really good student, uh, real sharp, big aptitude. Uh, so he got a scholarship to go to college out of state in Michigan at Hope College, which is a Christian or is that the denomination or just a religious school? Um, I don't know. I guess he was pretty devout throughout his life too. Like he just went to church, you know, regularly. Um, he was a believer in the good news. Um, <laughs> so that's, that's where uh, our story starts is in 1978. I think he was, a senior, junior, senior. He was like nine, nine, nine or twelve units away from graduating. He wasn't with a group of friends, but he was a known. Um, he was big into cross country skiing. Which are you familiar with that at all? Just the fucking the concept. Yeah. Yes, okay. I'm familiar. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, he he liked to do that, and I can't remember. Did he tell people like, yeah, I'm gonna go. Or, yeah, he did. He told a couple of his buddies, his roommates, he's going to be out for a day or two, potentially, uh, going on one of his, you know, backpacking, cross-country ski trips. Um, and this is, what was it, Swagatuck? Swagatuck? Uh, so this is right, this is really close to Lake Michigan. Um, and it's Yeah, like, I think it's right on the shores, pretty much. Yeah. And, like, this, this college is in the city, I believe it's Holland, 
Michigan, which is, I don't know, 30 or 40 miles west of Grand Rapids is like the next major uh, city. Um, but so, yeah, he went uh, he went out and then the, one of the weirder one of the weirdest things out of this whole case is like uh, it, it appears that at some point he took off his skis and his poles and arranged them neatly alongside the shore of Lake Michigan. And also his backpack, like he set it down gently, like it wasn't like an animal attack. It wasn't torn off him. Shit wasn't strewn around. It was like placed nice, nice and neat in this one spot alongside his skis and poles. And then um, it shows footprints in the snow walking out into Lake Michigan, like, what was it, 200 yards? And then yeah. the, tr- the tracks disappear. So then, so he's disappeared and that's what the authorities have to go on. Yeah, with no apparent hole in the ice, which I think was their first thought, was like, oh, this dipshit just fell through. Yeah. But there wasn't any sign of a hole in the ice, which I don't know. I mean, I guess it's possible if the ice was kind of thin, you could fall through and it would refreeze. But if they're able to see footprints in the snow, you would think there would be like a man-sized hole in the snow also. Yeah, and from what I was able to understand, too, it was so late in the season. So this is February. So like the snow wasn't going to melt for another two best case scenario, two months. So I've heard people say at that point, like that some bitch is frozen. Like, right. This were like December, you know, like earlier in the snowfall, it'd be a different story. But, and then especially to how close he was to shore, because I mean, you think 200 yards, that's two football fields away from shore. But when you think about how big Lake Michigan is fucking massive, maybe it's well be an ocean or a small sea. So they were like, you know, the closest that you would get to, um, like falling or even creating a crack that late in the season on Lake Michigan, you'd have to be like pretty much dead center in the frozen over Lake Michigan. So, um, so yeah. I was looking at it on Google maps. If you had to guess how wide do you think Lake Michigan is in that portion where he was like from Michigan to, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. I feel like I might have a better than educated guess because I live near Lake Michigan now, but I could be wildly wrong. I'm going to say 75 miles. 80 miles. Damn. That's nuts. Yeah. That is a huge fucking lake. Like, from from my perspective, where our lakes out here are obviously nothing like that, but, but yeah, get in your car and drive 60 miles an hour for 80 minutes. That's yeah. how wide the lake is and that's not even how long it is that's just how fucking wide it is like, yeah and who knows crazy. if that's even the widest point but yeah like the length of it has got yeah. to be like four five six hundred yeah but yeah like yeah i just for... thought, i thought that was interesting because i i mean you see these map uh lakes on the map but you don't really have a a context i guess anyway yeah unless to... you're someone who lives near a big lake already but yeah like you and i i'm from northern california the next the biggest lake for us out there and it was massive is lake tahoe and it's mm-hmm. nuts because if you zoom out on google maps and you look at how many lake tahoes you'd need to fill up just like michigan it, fuck it'd have to be like three thousand of them like it's 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 kind of overwhelming how big the fucking thing is and when when i went up there a couple of weeks ago you could see chicago you could see the chicago skyline from uh northern indiana shores it was nuts um, hmm. but yeah, it's, it is a monster, but, um, yeah. So getting back to this liar, 
<laughs> so he so he disappears in February of '78, and 15 months later, a year and three months later, he wakes up, quote unquote, back in Massachusetts. And I saw I saw multiple stories that said he was naked, and I also saw multiple that he had just like unusual clothing that wasn't normal for him. So right. Take that for what you will. I don't know what the, the truth is, but so where he woke up was over 700 miles from where he disappeared with no recollection of what had happened since that day. And I didn't even see if he had any recollection of what happened on that day, let alone since that day. He's very, very mercurial about this whole his oh, missing fun. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw his, I said like uh, the quote about, the last thing he remembers was like, I was feeling cold and scared of being lost in the frozen darkness. Like that doesn't sound like, yeah, that, that sounds like you're writing a fucking poem. It doesn't sound like that. That's my memory of what happened. I don't like this guy. (laughs) Yeah. And the other weird part too is so like he was gone 15 months and like the cops were sure shit. You're like, Oh yeah. Yeah. Just freak thing. He fell under the ice. He's gone. And I mean, his his family. There were he was his dad was a blue collar factory worker. They came, like he was able to go to college on his intellect and his scholarship and his like level of genius, you know. Um, so like his parents, you know, I'm sure like you know, after three, four, yeah. five months, they're like, yeah, that's that's what happened, you know. And then so by extension, his family. I don't know. I didn't couldn't see if they actually held a service. I'm sure they did. Uh, but how fucking nuts would it be like? he just shows up after 15 months and he knock he's knocking on his aunt's house 700 miles away from where he disappeared on a Saturday night. Just like, Hey auntie, like chase don't do that. Well, and where he, where he turned up was what? Like 20 miles from her house. Is that what it was? It was something like that. Like, yeah, he, he turned up 700 miles from where he disappeared, but he happened to be in the neighborhood quote unquote of, wherever his aunt lived, which seems convenient. Yeah. Well, I mean, 20, mile, 20 miles is kind of a fair piece, but I guess from where he was, that is pretty damn close. Um, yeah, he said he, he was wearing clothes that weren't his. He had a backpack that wasn't his. Um, he said he found some maps, and then uh, so it was assumed that maybe he just, like, hitchhiked. And he was just trying to get home, and it took him that long. Um, that's some of the initial reports. But um, what do you say? The only thing I can think of is what mountain climbers suffer from loss when mountain climbers suffer from loss of body heat and exhaustion. Um, the, combina- the combination can result in a temporary loss of memory. I have some really vague feelings. I have some running shoes. I feel like I've done a lot of running. I also have a marathon t-shirt from Wisconsin. I don't know how I got it. So Yeah, yeah this one this weird. one definitely seems a little more like dubious. Part partly because of his behavior, you know, he seems like really cagey and Yeah. You know, uh, people are like what well, can you tell us you know, we want to hear your story, you know? And he's like, oh, I'm not really interested. And they were like, well, you should go like talk to a doctor or, or a psychologist or, or something to try to maybe help you 
unpack these memories you may have but not realize he's like that no i'm okay that's okay yeah why why would why would you not he he even made a point like proactively to say you know i will not meet with a psychiatrist or psychologist or even entertain the possibility of like uh what is that uh repressive memory like Like hypnosis or something yeah like he he was like he was surgical about like i will not do that too which that also like was like weird like why had you go out of your way to say i'm for sure not gonna do that too well from what i read his current profession is psychologist yeah Yeah, so dude. who who would know better than like oh shit I don't want to do this because it might open a can of worms I don't really want opened. Yeah, that whole part of his story too, like that after being found is is pretty crazy too because like he finished like he just picked up right where he left off fifteen months later, without with not much fanfare like he just went back he finished his nine units at Hope College, got his bs in history i believe and german language um and he then went on to like get his phd and in psychology and then he he became a professor at um two different schools now he's like yeah he's got a phd in phd in psychiatry that's his profession now he's actually like I think he wrote a book too. And I've heard some people say they tried to read it and it's just like ridiculously high level, like academia, like crazy shit. Bonkers. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, a lot of people are saying, Oh, disassociative fwig. Uh, <laughs> uh, he wrote a book. Let me pull it up real quick. Do you, or do you have that? Uh, I didn't write it down, but it, it sounded very, very, uh, I guess, Dude. esoteric, like super, super narrow scope. Yeah. But did you see Meta, Meta, of... Ma- Meta Mathematical Foundations of Existence, Godel Quantum God and Beyond. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> well, I, I, I saw a friend of his wrote a biography for him. Yes, that but is. But the, the it's like unavailable anywhere. But the description is like we're gonna get to the bottom of it. He answers the questions, and it, it gets into like his weird past, which kind of just even pushes you further in that direction of like, oh, this guy's he's nuts. Like he's yeah. a, he's a nutbag. Yeah, because one of the interesting parts is even though he was like a devout uh, Christian um, his whole life. To backtrack a little bit, when he was in Hope College before he disappeared in 1978, he did a year or a semester abroad in Germany because he was also his, uh... yeah, that shit. What is that? Oh, it's a cat. Dude, the last time we were recording, you were like doing that and like rubbing it on your face. So you're just licking it. Oh, no, I'm I'm just cleaning it out. Yeah, because it's got like moisture on it. Dude, you kept doing that the last, and I was like, dude, is that world's largest thing of Carmex? <laughs> like, what kind of cold sore you got, guy? Dude. Well, I'm glad we were able to figure that out, because I was like, I have no idea what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah, I thought, I was like, what is that? Um, sorry. Uh, so yeah, he, he spent a year abroad in Germany, because he was minoring in uh, the German language, um, 
And while he was in Germany, he had some kind of tryst with a gal there. I think who was also a teacher or teacher's aide. But that was the first time he had dabbled in psychedelics. Um, Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, I can't remember if it was acid. For sure mushrooms. But um, that kind of broadened his horizons as as it does. Um, <laughs> especially, I'm sure, I can't even imagine, like, what kind of a mind job that would be for someone who's like super straight edge, like doesn't even drink beer and like devoutly religious. I'm sure he's going to have some like religious overtones, like in that kind of a trip, like seeing angels and such. But um, yeah, so that, that opened the door for that. And then I've, there's, there's a guy, I'll put him in the show notes. Uh, I found him on YouTube. His channel is The Moonlit Ghost. I'll put him in the show notes, but he did a thing on (laughs) Stephen Kubaki, uh, and he goes down this fucking rabbit hole of, like, like, he makes a pretty compelling argument, even though it's it's largely uh, speculative, but, like, he kind of pieces a couple of these, like, things together. His his tryst in Germany, uh, dabbling with psychedelics like maybe he went like especially this period of time maybe he went to like a commune um he maybe he got involved with like an occult kind of thing there's some evidence to suggest uh based on like his travel patterns eyewitness accounts um that uh he may have been involved early on with the people's temple jim jones oh interesting yeah, and then um, got into like an offshoot, but they, he speculates that he maybe have he had like something um, happen that you know he kind of saw the writing on the wall and got out of that just yeah. before the uh, you know the massacre at Jonestown happened, and then because I believe that happened during his time that he was missing. And then that like expedited. Okay, I need to get back to real life. You know, like yeah, this is the wrong trip. But anyway, I'm hugely paraphrasing what this guy uh, did. So I'll be sure to put him in the show notes and give credit where credits due because that's pretty interesting. Like I was listening to it and I was like, "Fuck, man!" I was like, "I feel like a bag of shit." Like we're gonna talk about this guy and like this dude's done so much of like research, probably like reading yeah. microfiche. <laughs> in fucking yeah. <laughs> libraries and like calling newspapers i was like dude we i am not i would like to like be at that level of like research and preparedness for these things but it's just like i don't think that's gonna fucking happen um yeah but it it adds it adds a couple more uh layers to to this disappearance which are pretty intriguing but um Sorry, I think I, we went on a huge tangent right there. Um, no, I, I think you're right. Like, because this one just kind of smelled a little not hoaxy, because it's not like he's trying to, you know, pretend he was abducted by aliens or anything. But it is, it is certainly suspicious. I think one more of the so. Point, com- one of the points I heard too that like would lend like to maybe he went on. <sighs> not so much like a drug fueled 
trip, but like he was trying to like find greater meaning, you know, maybe after having his horizons broadened and coming from like a real strict, like blue collar upbringing. And like, he was expected to like do well because he had the aptitude and, you know, like maybe he got into something that broke so hard from that, like rigid, you know, way of life that he had to come up with something to kind of explain that away or not look into his past when he's like trying to find himself or, you know? Yeah. So some of that kind of like rings true. Like when I, when I was hearing about that from this moonlit ghost dude, like, yeah, I could totally see that. Like someone, I mean, he's really fucking smart. He's like smart as a whip. Like he's got all these accolades. I mean, you don't, you can be a crackpot, but I mean, you can't be, an idiot crackpot and get a PhD in something, you know? So he's, he sounds like really eccentric. Mm, I think you can. You think? I mean, he's a, even if he was a senior in college, what was he? 23 at the time. So he'd obviously been there a couple extra years and a full ride scholarship to, uh, hope. Was it hope college? Mm-hmm. A Christian college. And, Michigan, it's not exactly the Harvard of the uh, Midwest. <laughs> That's true. Fair enough. You must have a goddamn IQ of 160. Um, a, lot of, a lot of people go to school for 10 years. <laughs> yeah, they're called yeah. doctors. <laughs> Dude, I do that. There's a, the scene from Tommy Boy, when uh, one of my favorite parts, where he's like looking at a map, and he's like, well, how do we know how to get to there? And he's like... It's easy. He's like, okay, where do, let's find, where's Moron? Moron's here. And he points at his head and he's like, <laughs> so then Davenport's here. Like, um, so where'd we leave off with this guy? He's just a weirdo. Yeah. Rediscovered. He's kind of moved on with his life. Doesn't want to talk about it at all, which I think is strange. Yeah. That's I mean, the but then, part. but then again, to give the devil his due. Let's pretend he was abducted and went through some crazy shit. I wouldn't want to talk about it either. Yeah, that's true. Like, yeah, what if he got abducted and, like, or maybe he was willing at first, like, Mm -hmm. the first week, and he got into, like, some cult shit in the 70s and was, like, just trapped. And so, and some fucked up shit happened to him. Yeah, and, and you're, you know, I need to make something up or I need to create an elaborate cover. Yeah. You yeah, just don't want weird, to talk about it. <laughs> the weirdest part is like, yeah, that I saw like he had a, like a, a co-writer or he, he had someone at least that he trusted that he was divulging uh, because he's writing his biography. I kept seeing that it's mm-hmm. not, that it's not finished yet. Like, Oh really? Yeah. Like he's still working on it and it's like the answers will come like every, we'll get to the bottom of it and like this and that. And Yeah. So I'm going to be looking out for that cause I'm really curious to see what they put out. Yeah. It's just weird. Like, yeah, I I tried looking for it. Couldn't find it anywhere. I saw a Reddit post from like two years ago where it was just one dude who's like, um, does anybody know where to get this fucking book? Because he read the same link we did, but there's no information on where to get it at all. And yeah, the description is like, we're going to, we're going to answer all these questions. Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a funky one. That one, I, at first, I thought, like, just, like, the the time lag in between going missing and being found, like, I was like, oh, man, that's got to be, like, some, like, weird, like, 
high strangeness. Like he was like he went through a portal or because didn't he say too like something like he felt that's a like long that, time. Didn't he say though like that he felt like not that much time had transpired. I thought I, I didn't think see I that. Saw that. I didn't I, see that quote. I think I saw that somewhere, and I was like, "Ooh, yeah!" Like then I started thinking about you know like missing time, and like missing time is synonymous with like UFOs and like weird shit happens to people's equilibrium and sense of time, and or they just straight up lose time, which could be covered by amnesia, or these kinds of things that we're talking about in these weird cases. But oh yeah. man, maybe he maybe he just fugued out. <laughs> Total fuger. Um, this one is like almost overwhelming. Like how many like side things like that come out, especially if you go down one of these unresolved mysteries subreddits and read. Yeah. But I mean, thinking about the Philippitis too, maybe this is just an even more extreme. It could be could have been a more extreme instance of like some kind of head trauma or. Mixed this with... one, this one seemed like a willful disappearance, where the Papadakis or <laughs> Danny Stamos or whatever his name was. That <laughs> one, that Mr. one Papa seems Giorgio. a little more. Yeah, Mr. Papa Giorgio. <laughs> that one seems a little more, I guess, on the level. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, because this one he did have. There's a lot of a lot of threads that you could look at. Like, yeah, he wanted to. Or he had the aptitude to like make something up super crazy to explain away, and like yeah, how... and it's also the the seventies. Like that that had to be so much easier to disappear if you oh, wanted yeah. to back then without GPS and phones. And, yeah, totally. Well, what do you think? Think we should wrap this one? Yeah, I think so. There's not too much more to to talk about. He went missing for a long ass time, and fuck a hundred different things could have happened to him, but it's just so, it, yeah. it, it still is weird that he's like, so, even to this day, he's like, so yeah, I'm not going to talk about it. And he's like, seemingly like, you know, a professional and has been for many years. And he seems like, uh, you know, like a well-spoken normal dude that just like went on with his life, you know, like, well, and specifically with his field, you would think he would be the first one to be like, yeah, let's, Let's try to figure out what happened and why, and let's analyze my brain and, yeah, you know, put me put me under hypnosis, put a thumb in my butt. Let's figure out what the hell happened and. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, being a psychiatrist, you want to attack things like scientifically. So let's attack it like, like looking at the actual structure of the brain and like, and then you know, get into like some deep regression therapy or like examining because that's what all that is about is breaking down to like the fundamental level and like how did we how do we get there you know like we started here and then breaking through every possible facet but so i think that right, right there probably lends the most credence to like yeah there is something he's hiding something yeah, yeah. Yeah, because imagine if he's like a diesel mechanic and he's like, I don't want to fucking talk about this anymore. I've already had enough attention over the years and I just kind of want to move on with my life. But he's he's in like the most relevant field for wanting to know more about what... I mean, dude, 15 months? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. That's like Gump fucking running cross-country <laughs> and back. Gump! 
which is funny because he was wearing like a, a Wisconsin Marathon t-shirt when he he turned up. That It made me think of that right away was the fucking Gump montage where he grows out his beard and he just fucking, I just kept running. Felt like running. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, we are not relations. So... So, way to yeah. shoe, way to shoehorn that in there. <laughs> I had to. I've been slacking on the bumps, and I had a perfect gump one right there. So, um, all right. So yeah, that's gonna do it for Mr. Danny Philippitis and Stephen Kubaki. Um, I'll add some stuff in the show notes because I think, uh, well, I know that there's there's a lot more riveting accounts that are more fleshed out, but. Um, if it turns you on to some more of these kind of funky disappearances and like missing 411 stuff, it's, it's pretty neat to, to get into. Cause some of these stories, it's just like, fuck, like, how did that happen? Like, I want to know like the mechanics and the more you get into them, like, it's like, it really just opens up more questions. So, all right. Yeah. I, I, I seem to think that most, most bodies are discovered by hunters and most, murders are committed by truckers yeah. that's where i come down <laughs> i mean the truckers got a perfect cover always on the move highly populated stretches where they can like lot lizards like yeah, yeah and i mean they're probably asking for it so <laughs> um do you have anything in front of mind like movie or any other kind of case that you want to point to to next week or kind of leave it open-ended? Um, no, not really. I mean, we had, we had talked about another missing person case that we could either do next week or we could save it for the future. Uh, Oh yeah. The Asha degree. Yeah. Yeah. That one's, I haven't seen that one mentioned a lot. And when I saw it kind of, it definitely piqued my interest because it sounded pretty wild. Um, yeah, I'm down to do that one. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. And then uh, I think, too, going into, like, maybe somewhere in, like, September, October, I want to get some, uh, like, ho- we'll make it horror-themed. We'll do some, some horror movies that you've never seen before. So show yeah. me some stuff. Let's do it. Any listeners out there? I mean, Steve hasn't seen much of anything at all. So uh, if you got any good... Uh, deep cut, uh, rare gems that would satisfy some some spooky season watching. Uh, let us know. You keep your eye out. If there's something you've missed and always wanted to watch that'll kind of hit that spot, um, let's aim for that for that time period. I'm excited. I start like in September. It's like September 1. It's like all horror, all scary, <laughs> all spooky until Thanksgiving. Um, you see they're making... Uh, Hocus Pocus Deuce. No thanks. <laughs> Haven't seen the first one. What? Don't care. You ain't never seen Hoker Poker? Come on. Nope. Not interested. Oh man. We are lost. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Well yeah, let us know what you thought uh, about this <laughs> this episode or if you have any suggestions for uh, future topics. Uh, you can reach out to us at wax at waxingtheporpoise.com or uh, through one of our socials, uh, Instagram, Waxing the Porpoise, or Twitter, at Waxing the Porp. Um, yeah, thanks for the support, gang. Uh, if you want to send us a rating or a review, 
through your favorite podcatcher. We would appreciate it, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye now. <laughs>